Hello, everyone. My name is Johnny Webster, and this is Just Johnny Joy, the podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm here with my dear, dear, dear friend, Ryan O'Connor, who is an Hi, actor. Hi, Johnny. Hi. So he's an actor, I guess. Sure. Um, he's sure. a theater maker, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he's a podcaster, sure. I guess. And yes. a storyteller, I guess. That's what I, that's the quote I gave you when you asked me. Yes. What I do. So I, that's Ryan O'Connor, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. He is whatever, I guess, you want him to be. Well, here's what, here's what I want to know. Who, who <laughs> in this year, in this economy, knows what they do? Who knows that? I, I agree with you. I think, well, I also think Not that- Not you. <laughs> Not you. <laughs> so before we record, you're just talking. no one's more confused. No one's more confusing about what they do than you. I know. I was just saying we were just talking about how I don't even know what my life is anymore. I started 2020 as a talent manager. Yeah, and then I a good one. Uh, yes, I mean goodish. I was. It's fine. No, I was. I was fine. I'm fine. And then I went back to school. No, I know you. I know a few of your clients. You're good. Okay, thank you. I will take that. <laughs> I will take that compliment. Twenty twenty one will be about me learning to take compliments from people. Great. Um. So Great. thank you, Ryan, for saying that I'm so hot and so successful and like very rich. Okay, I didn't say. That. <laughs> <laughs> but I. But that was the subtext of what you were saying. I. Th- I think. I mean, I mostly the subtext was I know a lot of your clients, and and like honestly, the fact that everyone's still alive is a win. <laughs> so not at all what I said. <laughs> okay, I'm manifesting. But to his point, so 2020, I started the year as a manager at a you know obviously a management company, and then mm-hmm. the world shut down. The pandemic happened, and I think I became like a social activist. I started just like. You know, politicizing more. Wait, politicizing? Mm-hmm. Is that a word, politicizing? Yeah. I don't know if you used it right, but it's a word. Shit. <laughs> 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 I just snorted on the pod. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this is Ryan. Like, this is Ryan. Like, we don't see each other ever. Uh-uh. uh-uh. We don't see each other. Unless it's like a well, random... You don't see anyone. No, no. I don't see anyone. I don't see anyone. But I see him now because we're on Zoom. But we like, we've like we seen each other in person, what, twice? Maybe four times? Yeah. If I mean, yeah. Like, that's it, I think. Like, the first time we met, right? Which was... Yes. Uh, a good friend uh, of ours party he, at his house. Yes. And he assaulted and- me. <laughs> <laughs> No, you drop. What did you drop? I don't you know what I something on the cup. ground. I think a cup, like, or a cup, like water or ice or something. Yeah, and you were already frazzled, and I was also frazzled. We were both a little frazzled at this party, and you dropped something. a cup, and I said, and I said, I said, you should leave because everyone is <laughs> making fun of you. Everyone thinks you're embarrassing, and you should leave. And also, what- another thing about that party is that I texted you before that party and said are you going to this party? And you said, no, I absolutely am not going. And I, and then showed up. I, you, yes. I, this, that is the perfect, 
that is that is what being friends with you is like. It is confusing yes. and impossible to and predict. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So here's <laughs> here's the thing. I like to be invited, but I'm not coming. You know what I mean? Like I need right. to be invited, but I'm not coming. And so if other people who I know may or may not be there, if I say, yes, I'm coming, that means that then if they weren't coming, now they are. So then I feel the pressure to entertain them. Right. Not that it was my party or that other no, guests. No, will I, be- I, under, I understand that. I do understand that. I do like, understand. I don't I ever really want to do. go somewhere alone because I know that I'm not going to know half the people there or I'm not going to want to talk to half the people there. So if there's like a, mm-hmm. a person that I know that's there, that's like my anchor. Like I always need an anchor when I yeah. go places because as like extroverted as I appear to be, I'm much more introverted. And so, but if sure. I know someone there, I feel safe. And, and then you be, and then you, then you are extroverted once yes, you're in that. Yes, then I have like my safety person there that knows <clears> me. So when I show up at nine oh five and then leave, leave at nine fifteen, mm-hmm. I have someone to be like, it's yeah, just Johnny, he's fine. Just you know what I mean, like right, 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 I mean? right. And so you give, you give, you give your friends extra work to do. Yes, so that you can, yeah, got so it. So that I can got be it. shady and flaky and leave. I totally get. I do the same thing. I know. I That's do the why same I thing. love you. That's why I. Yeah. When you when I dropped the thing and I was like, I mean, like I, it was like a f- like a fumble, like a. It was a fumble. Was I a don't f- remember. I, I what I think it was was that because I, I keep thinking it was ham, but I think you were holding ham <laughs> and dropped ice. Yes, it was definitely food, think, and then I it was ice for sure because I think and I was ice. Yeah. Yes, and you came over and just like. And I laughed, and then it just became the Johnny and Ryan show. It, it was, it was, we, 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 we linked right in. Yeah, we but knew no one exactly, was watching. We knew though. exactly what it meant. <laughs> no one was watching. No one was, no one was talking to us. No one. So it was like you and I, and we, it, it, and it's funny because like I, every single time I go somewhere, I instantly dread the whole event. Right. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this thing. And, like, I have to, like, talk to people. Yeah. And this. And and then I get there and I find that one person that, like, Mm -hmm. is dreading it as much as I am. But also, like me and like you, get invited everywhere. Because for some reason, people think we're, like, the life of the party. Right. Well, because that thing that we do turn on is a thing that, I mean, truthfully, we both have that thing that can be turned on that some people can't do that at all. Mm-hmm. They don't have, they don't have that. They, I'm sure they're great at other things. I don't know what they are. I wasn't listening, but, um, but like they, but you know, we have that thing. Mm-hmm. And so people think they don't, a, a lot of people don't know that that's not, it's a natural ability, mm-hmm. but that it's not, it's not our natural state. It is not my natural state. So yeah. At all. I actually, you know what I've learned? A few things about parties. I've learned that I like bi- I like a big party. Mm-hmm. 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 And I like to find the person like you that has the same sort of skill set as me mm-hmm. in socializing mm-hmm. and park somewhere. Yes. Yes. And park. Get yes. two comfy seats. Mm-hmm. And let pe- and then we do our thing, and then people pass by, mm-hmm. and they can, you know, they can tune mm-hmm. it. If we need to turn on the show a little bit, we can turn on the show, mm-hmm. and then just go back to whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. Because it's not what's weird is it's natural 
like with you, it's natural. I'm not turning something on with you. Mm -hmm. It's natural with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then when other people engage in it, I would rather them watch me with you. This is <laughs> sounding so sounding so weird. And I love it. Because <laughs> so I'm getting I'm literally getting emotional thinking about it. So please keep going. Cause I want to talk about it. Right. That. So it's like I would rather have people engage I would rather people have people be uh get people want that energy from us. We're the type of people they want that energy. It's like a it's like a performative sort of energy mm -hmm. that people want their draw strangers too. It's not mm -hmm. even it's not like a people don't see it's not it's not malicious or mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. It's like we exude something that attracts the people mm -hmm. and then they have an expectation of what they're going to get. Mm -hmm. And so then I would rather engage with you in that energy because it's more natural. And then they still get the same experience mm -hmm. as opposed to me having to be like, Oh my God, I love your daughter's Easter dress. Like, no, <laughs> I can't. Yes. I'm not. I don't. Yes. Yes. I don't love it. I, nope. I don't like you. I do not. I but don't. I, <laughs> but, and I, you know, it's funny because like, I so love that you explain it that way because I, I don't often get to explain to people that my, that is not my natural state. It is, it is a comfortable place for me to live because mm -hmm. I've had to be that way my whole life. Like growing up the way that I grew up, and, you know, being, you know, like you, being a queer kid in a place where, like, it's not, you're, like, one of two, you've got to learn how to, like, move through all these different, you know, arenas and circles and groups. And Absolutely. I had to learn to be a chameleon at, like, between, like, eight and 10, you know what I mean? And so, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, so like I, my, I didn't get to just be a kid that could say whatever they wanted to say. And they'd be like, oh, she's so cute. The kids say, you know, the whole like kids say the darndest things. Like I didn't, that was not my upbringing. I didn't get to do that. I needed to like adjust and shift. And I didn't even know how. I was just this little feminine kid who like loved my mom and loved what she did and uh -huh. loved the women. And I wanted to be like them and act like them. Not Same. realizing that like, the world was like, no, you don't know. Yeah. Like you need to be macho and you need to be this and you need to be that. And I didn't know how to be. So I learned how to talk a certain way, act a certain way and defend myself a certain way. And yeah. so it's a coping mechanism, coping mechanism that has served me well because, you know, I come from the South. I come from the ghetto. I come, I grew up poor. So Everything I've ever gotten in my life up until being a real adult, I got through my personality through being safe for white people, being safe for uh -huh. straight people, being funny enough for gay uh -huh. people and funny and being the black. Da -da -da -da, like that's. Uh -huh. But it's so exhausting. It it's is exhausting. so exhausting, but it is what it is. A, it is what I set up for myself. And so I can only be resentful at me now when I do that again. Right. So when I go, to well, party, you got to take yourself off the hook for that. You can't be well, resentful at yourself well, for, I'm your, not resentful for your anymore. survival and trauma response. Well, I'm not resentful anymore because I did the work. Right. I made amends to myself. Sure. And now mm -hmm. I don't do that anymore. Like I'm not mm -hmm. the magical Negro anymore. I'm not going to the party and being like, I'm heat. Well, that's not true because I love to make an entrance. Um, but yes. then I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm here in the corner. Don't talk to me. I have my. LaCroix. LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I have my LaCroix and I don't want to be bothered. My, yeah. I, I totally get that. Well, and I also, I, here's what I think. It's 
that ability, wherever it came from, like for me, absolutely. Like when people, you know, as an actor, I've always, I've worked in musical theater and mostly like sitcom comedy stuff. So, and that's like, and I'm funny. Like mm-hmm. you give me a joke, I can make the timing and I'm funny in life. I make people laugh. And it, at this point, it's an incredibly natural ability for me. But people are always like, yeah, and you know, you can't teach it. Some people are just born funnier than that. And I'm like, not me. I wasn't funny. <laughs> when I was seven, it's not funny. when I was seven, not funny. No, I was not a, funny. I was a crybaby. My mom literally said, you better learn how to make the joke first or you're going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what that means, mm-hmm. but I'll figure it out. And that's mm-hmm. so like my natural ability is already because I was trying to survive mm-hmm. recess. Yes. Yes. I had to learn without, how to talk like, smack and like do the thing because I didn't know how to fight. I wasn't going to uh-huh. fight anyone. And I like, love what you said about the women, too, because then I, the only people, because of my mother and, and what we watched at home, I then was on the playground doing Designing Women shows. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Designing Women yes. is amazing. I grew up it's on the Designing best Women. Of all time. It is. What I will say, though, it does Go not hold fun. up. It does not hold up. <laughs> It, it really doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't. It, I, I watched mean, it when it came on Hulu because Hulu released the whole yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, and I was oh, yeah, so yeah, excited. Yeah, yeah. And I literally like sat down. <laughs> I started from the pilot, the first episode, and I was like, <gasps> wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait, mm-hmm. so wait a minute. Wait, Negro? Wait, homosexual? Wait, he's a convict? Uh-huh, Everything. Every minute, every minute of Anthony, every minute of Anthony is a problem. It's so problematic. Poor me, Jack Taylor. Literally every single time something went wrong, it was he. They blamed him. It was it was him because you know because uh-huh. he, he's and a that convict. Was the jo- and that was the and joke. that was the and joke. That was the, the joke. Which at, which is so funny because at the time that was that was politically that was political humor. Yes, like it was it was, it was that was make the joke. Yes, because it's in the room. Yes, and like. Say it out loud. Say the offensive thing out loud so that the air is out of it. Yeah. Like that was a different, which was not an appropriate no, way to live. It's crazy that like that was. But the rhythm. Here's the thing: the rhythm and the performances. Hold Incredible. Up. The oh, rhythm they and the performance. Amazing. I still the delivery. Laugh. The I mean, it's it, it, what does hold up is like monumental, but the content itself. Like, is yes. Like, the, 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 I mean, but it also like they. I remember they did the episode where Tony Goldwyn was the daughter of. Oh yeah, of Annie Potts's character Char- Charlene, or I forget the character's name. Uh, You're a mess. That's Mary Jo. Mary Jo. Charlene is uh, he was Gene Smart. Um, Charlene's Gene Smart, and he wasn't the he wasn't the he wasn't their kid. He was the kid of their uh, yeah. He was the kid of someone friend. of their friend, and he had eight. Yeah, it was so and he had beautiful. And it was a so, beautiful. Episode. It was a beautiful episode, and I remember how reading it back on it, how problematic that was. You know, it was. A oh, huge... it was co- so controversial. Yes, I was too young at the time to really understand how big a lot of these issues of the shows we watch were. I didn't realize how powerful and controversial that car- that episode was back then because I was maybe I don't know eight or nine. Um, well, what's interesting is that those things, like I didn't realize. What I realize now is that we're so focused on getting um, our content correct. Yes. Yes. That then it didn't even, it wasn't even about getting it correct. It was just about getting it out on the television. Yeah. Like the, the subject matter at all. Like that was the miracle mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Was I mean, that, I, you know, it, and I even Golden Girls did it a lot of times with like immigration. Golden Girls did it a lot. And 
They did. And they had chronic an H- fatigue chronic syndrome. Fatigue, and they had an HIV episode, <laughs> and they had like they you know, did. They, they did, and they had like the mammy episode, and where you know Blanche went back to her old home, and like, I mean, they. Yeah, re- I mean, that's I, right. I remember even just like I remember I rewatched I rewatched from time to time Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and like the episodes that they did, and Living Sync. Yeah, you know, I I. I still today struggle with this massive diversity push because I grew up, so I grew up in Memphis. I grew up in the ghetto, in the projects, in a housing community. Um, Cause mm-hmm. everyone calls it a different thing. So I want to just put it all out there. Like they call it the ghetto. I grew up in, in housing projects, but I grew up on mostly black television. Right. I didn't know, I didn't meet my first white person until I was 13 and I went to a racial diversity camp. So like I only grew up on black television. It wasn't until I was, like maybe like 13 and then we ended up getting cable somehow. And my first white show was saved by the bell, which is why I think I'm into white men. Um, <laughs> I just realized that Iron- this year. Ironically, ironically, the one, the one, like no joke, the, the, like my crush, my girl crush that always made me confused about whether or not I like boys or not was Lark Voorhees. I had such a huge crush oh on Lark Voorhees. Oh my God. I, lo- I, so it's funny. I loved I now realize I just wanted to be Lisa. No, for like, sure. Let's I mean, you wanted right. to be the, like, the rich but, princess with the mm-hmm. nice clothes. I, right, because I, I loved Hillary on Fresh Prince, too. I those were the two, loved, those, those were my two girls. So my favorite person was Will Smith, and I was in love with Mark Paul Gosselaar. I don't know what they say about me as a black person, that I didn't find Will Smith sexual. Well, but. I mean... I heard but, so but someone... Mark, Paul, Mark Paul was presented to uh, like was presented yes. to trigger all of our hormones. Like yes. Mark Paul was crafted in a factory to make us all have feelings. That is that is that is true. That is very true. Will Smith that he was not meant to be that. But I love but I love No, he was he was he was Will Smith was crafted back like the other way. Will Smith was like like he broke the mold by being like, I'm not just, I'm not yeah. just here to entertain you. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually hunky and interesting. But that wasn't, it wasn't, that wasn't, it wasn't sold the, to us but it, and also Prince. it wasn't the show. That was not the show. Whereas Slave by no. the Bell was very much about like relationships and like, you know, dating and, and hormones and hormones. Yeah. And I thought high school was going to be like that. I thought school was going to be like that. And then I went, I realized I go to an all black school in the ghetto. <laughs> so we didn't have lockers yeah. or books. Yeah. I didn't have books for an entire one in my seventh grade. In seventh grade, we didn't have books. I went to a really poor school. We didn't have books for the entire seventh grade. So like it was so I I had a very false sense of reality wow. when it came to the world I lived in and then the world that I saw on TV because TV was an escape for me because of, you know, to, to escape the trauma of my life and all of that. But I had these very conflicting realities, you know what I mean? Because escapism was my first addiction because I grew up the way that I grew up and I needed to not live in that reality for some reason, for reasons, you know, my sexual trauma, my, the emotional, physical abuse and all of that. But I, I think back to growing up and I, even with all of that, I somehow still managed to be okay, which is bizarre. It wasn't until I became an adult or a teenager to an adult that I became the most messed up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same actually. you know same. like i look back i actually was pretty yeah. you were pretty well i mean you were pretty you are very pretty you have the I most beautiful so eyes pretty. by the way i johnny i'm seriously like just looking at things like i never realized how cute ryan o'connor is 
Well, I've realized how cute you are. I I felt like honestly, we'll just do it right here. I no, I was no. sort of I sort of shot <laughs> I sort of shot a shot with you, and then it was like mm, I don't think this is happening. I don't remember that. At it's all. never off the table. It's never <laughs> off the table. I'll tell you that right now, Johnny Webster. I I I don't think that we are a match. I don't think you think you're a match with anybody, but I understand. <laughs> I understand what no, I understand. What I you're don't saying. think that we are a match. With that being said, I do have I have found my match. So I think No, I know you. I know I know you. I know you. I mean, are. you can you can always shoot your shot, but it, it it's I don't no, know. No, 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 I'm not a I don't know a, sports analogies to make this go further. Like you can shoot your I, shot, I don't either. but you might What? No, I did I did when I when you when it became clear that you were you know, in my, settling, yes, settling, settling down with my no settling down, not settling, settling, settling down. <laughs> no, I'm not I settling. Thought, I love that little shithead. <laughs> I know, and I thought, yeah, that that makes sense. And also, like, Ryan, it's time to close that chapter of the journal. I know, but honestly, Ryan, like, I, 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 we will, we would not, we, we, honestly, I actually think we would fight. We, that's what I mean. We would fight more than we would love. I think our joy. I think our joy that we get now in in a in that in a in a romantic domestic situation would translate to something. Uh, like I feel like really we would we would be, <laughs> it could be really dark. It would be. We would be. We are. We would be the most amazing friends, but we would not be like you know what I mean. Because I, agree. I would. I, agree. I would want to kill you because well, first of all, like I wouldn't want to date a, a a performer or an artist because I yeah it. Th- the amount of emotional support I'm going to need to give you. (laughs) (laughs) I love though. Here's why we would argue because the amount of emotional support you need (laughs) is substantial. How dare you? So for you you to say, for you to say like, Oh, you, you, you solid as a rock. Emotionally stable, <laughs> like the, how couldn't uh, be like, more opposite. <laughs> I am a mess. <laughs> I am a mess, and what? I I require a lot. I, you know what's funny? I just saw the the morning show trailer, and Jennifer Aniston says to like Reese Witherspoon in one of the tra- one of the scenes, like the amount of like energy it would take to be your friend is so me. But I will say that I have yeah. learned, I have learned a lot. I've learned a lot about my own emotional hot. I always say this word wrong, but I I was I was for a very, a very long time an emotional like I was a vampire. I was like sucking the life out of my friends because yeah. my family I didn't have family support, and so my family was my friends, and I had a lot of friends and a lot of people rallied behind me and supported me, and I would suck the life out of them. And I, yeah, I too. see now in sobriety, six years in, I'm still learning how much of like, a, like an emotional hostage taker that I was. Do you know? What well, I mean? for me, like, it's like I was a bin- I was a binge drinker. I still struggle with binge eating. I'm a, I'm a binge everything. I binge yes. watch. I binge. I'm a binger, and so I also binge on on people's validation Mm -hmm. i binge on Mm -hmm. people i binge on people's attention i Mm -hmm. binge on people's romantic or friendly uh, in in uh, like uh, affection i i I binge if you give me a little bit of something i will then wring it dry Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and and then go, why are you out? Why are yes. you out? Yes. Why are you? Why are you me? out? Why are you not talking to me? Why what did I do? Why did you leave? What did I? What did I do wrong? What did you not like, like my my seventeen page email about my feelings about how you didn't call me yeah, back? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I don't call anyone back, and oh, I'm mad at you because 100%. you didn't call me back. But I'm if you don't, I'm personally offended if someone doesn't call me back. Meanwhile, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna be really honest with you right now and tell you that I have right now one one thousand. 12 unread text messages. Okay. So, okay. Well, okay. Let's be, we have 27,000 unread emails. You are awful. Number one, let's get that out of the way. (laughs) Awful. Number two, notifications are like kryptonite. It is like, it will take me out. I have to get rid of every single notification. I even t- I've turned off notifications because if I see a one or a two or a three or four, the anxiety that I get is is more impactful probably than what the notification is about. It could be like right. it could be like oh we just it's j- I think if I wake up and I look down at my phone and it has it I have notifications on like my phone, email, text or anything I want to, I'm like, I want to die. And I haven't even fully woken up and gotten out of bed. I actually totally agree. But this is, but this is what this is, is I look at 27. That's not real. It's not a real, it's, that's like, I don't open any junk mail. And then I open things and I mark them as unread. And I don't like, I don't, it's not real. Why don't you get rid of your junk mail that you don't read? So why can't you just delete it when it comes in? Who Every, has time? I have to do the time, that. and I'm very busy. You're too busy. I'm not really that busy, but I, but I literally, I, here's what I do. It is a lot of energy. You're I, not that busy. I can't not to change this. You're not that busy. I watch your Insta stories, and I am ex, I am fatigued <laughs> from your life. <laughs> it's I called can't multitasking. Keep track. Multitasking. It's that's not what... multitasking. That's multi <laughs> multiple personalities. <laughs> You are that Untreated. you have, uh, you have, you are working one minute mm-hmm. at school the next. That's right. Basically, basically, a f- a fitness model the next That's moment. That's not true. And and then and then a, a social justice activist. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you have four jobs. Mm-hmm. And I have two dogs, a, day. a partner, a house, um, uh-huh. recovery meetings that I go to. Recovery. I know. Work. People send me their scripts to read. Oh, well, you don't do that. I know that. <laughs> okay, I know so that. That's shade because he sent me his script to read. And but I, I uh-huh. preface it by saying that I was not going to read it, but send it to me and in I the did, event and I, that I get around I, to it. Yeah. No, and, no, no. I knew what And I, I was gonna read it in preparation for this, but I was like, that's not, we're not going to talk about it on this. So I'll just read it no. another time. And then I'll schedule a time for schedule. I'm quote, air quoting that um, schedule mm-hmm. a time for us to talk about it. But also like, I oh. don't even know what he wants no, to you. say. Um, like it's great and it's funny and it's good. And like, you're amazing and you're so funny. And like, obviously like, this that'd be is, great. I just said it. So should, do I now? Need <laughs> no, to re- <laughs> no. But I also want your feedback. You know, you know, material. That's no, I this do. Isn't off. I we're do. not having this conversation. No, we're not. We you were, know material. I do. I do. I do. I do. And I also know that you're um, an amazing person and I'm so glad that you're here. So thank you for coming on and letting me 
just, I just, I love you because you are, you are like, when I think about joy, and again, I also know you, so I do know that there's a lot of pain behind that. And that's what I love about sure. you and about me. And I think we both, we both live out loud on our social media p- platforms and you are more of an influencer than I am. But I, I, and I mean by, and I don't mean influencer in that like really obnoxious influencing kind of way, because I don't think either of us are those things um, professionally. But what I, I but, certainly don't have that paycheck. No, have. by the way, neither do I. I'm still <laughs> getting Jimmy John box, box lunches for lunch. What I'm saying is that you, <laughs> I Listen, I, I love a Jimmy John's box lunch. It's nine bucks. You get a sandwich, a pickle, chips, and a cook and cookies. Uh, I shouldn't cookie. do that. I live right by one. I and I never go. It's listen when you poor and living on a budget. I that's can't what you eat do. sandwiches. I can't eat sandwiches. Way, that's that bread will kill me. So here's the thing. I'm gonna stop eating bread today. Oh, really? Today? <laughs> today, but but after to, okay. like but starting tomorrow. I just had two oh, peanut I butter see. and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Because I'm po- like, but here's the Today, thing: what are poor people supposed starting to do? Tomorrow well, starting is... tomorrow, I won't be eating bread anymore. But what are poor poor people supposed to eat? Like it's peanut butter and jelly. That's exactly jelly why. That's exact. That's exactly why we have an obesity crisis in this country. It's like I get it. Like yes, I should be having lettuce and lemon for lunch. But like I, I who can afford that? That's what I mean. Like the lettuce who is gonna af- go bad. Who and can then afford the, lettuce? And then and lemon. where the lemons is like. It's like a dollar seventy nine per pound or whatever. Um, no, eating 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 healthy is like a that's 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 a corporate. Yes, scam. we will. We can talk about that because I I want to talk about the eating thing with you because I I as obnoxious as this will sound, I have eating issues, and I know that you've talked about it. Like one of the things that oh I, yeah you shared about, and actually Lindsay, who was on the, who was on the last episode, we also talked about the whole body image thing, which is. Mm-hmm. obnoxious because I think people think, oh, if you're not overweight, then you don't get to have an opinion about binge eating or over being overeating or whatever. I think everyone has their own mm-hmm. journey with body dysmorphia and things like that. But what I want to talk to you about right now, because I, I want people to know this, that like the joy that you have is incredible. And I know the the work behind it, but I have to say that like every single post that you post is amazing and it is so joyful and your pride post that you posted happy pride everyone um happy pride. was you're just a, such an amazing person and you articulate so beautifully and so like it's just it's so human the way that you articulate Thanks. how you feel and you I do appreciate it with, that and you do it and it's funny but i i get it and i get you and i just want to like you know what I mean? Like, I just love the joy and the the way in which you move through the stuff. That I appreciate we have that. You know, through. that pride, the, the pride post that I posted was sort of an accident. And also, like, really, I've actually been really uncomfortable about it. You know, like, I almost didn't post it. I almost deleted it. Mm-hmm. It felt very, mm-hmm. like, exposed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I felt very, I've noticed that. I think I don't think it's that new, but I think this last year has really like um, like accelerated the feeling of like, am I am I saying not only am I having an honest feeling, but am I then expressing my honest feeling correctly? You know, this mm-hmm. sort of like, am I saying the right words? And and I felt very like 
I know I was honest in this post, but I also was unfiltered. And so I was like, um, and not that I am ever filtered, but I don't talk. It's a lot. I did like a 10 minute video. I haven't done one of those in so long. And I felt really vulnerable. I felt it's been up for two days now. And I still am like, oh, God, any I, moment somebody's going to say. I know those posts. I've done those in, the, yeah. in, in because of 2020 and all the racial you know, yeah. the racial justice stuff. I've taught. I've done a lot of those posts, and the and you're right. It's it's you feel exposed. I feel exposed when mm -hmm. I tell people I'm hurting or I'm in pain or the actions that are affecting my people. It hurts, and I may not look like the target for racism or police brutality or you know marginalization. I I have experienced it in more nuanced subtle ways and i've been mm -hmm. able to, and i've always and even because you're gonna like i'm a i represent actors i'm an industry professional like i should not yeah. or i've been told a couple of times that i should not be so vocal i should not wear my heart on my sleeve because of the potential to offend someone who i may someday want to represent or i might offend a casting person or an agent or whatever mm -hmm. and it's like i don't need to I no longer feel the need to silence my existence to please an industry that is a, a lot of times like don't give a shit about me. But I want to go back to your pride post. And I'm, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to just share for the two people that are listening to my podcast, <laughs> meaning my mom and your mom. Uh <laughs> I love, that. Um, I love that. Just kind of what I am obsessed were... with your mom. My mom is a lot of things. <laughs> And I think you would be obsessed with my mom too. I think we would do like it would be a good. What's, it would be I I'm I'm more obsessed with other people's mom than my mom. My mom gets on every oh, single always, nerve in course. my body. Like I know we have oh, millions of nerves, but my mom gets on every single one of them, and I love. I've come to love her a lot more as I've gotten older and I've got more sobriety. But my mom was oh, a huge trigger absolutely. for me. But I want to talk about your post because it is Pride <laughs> Month and it is June, and um, yeah, and as you know, to fabulous gay men um yes i have struggled with my own pride um when it comes to being gay and being black and and and, and all of that but i want to would love it if you would just you know briefly because i don't want to put you out there i don't i don't think that I, I don't think that i knew how much i struggled with my own my own pride within myself i think i really convinced myself for a long time that I was okay with me. It was other people who had a problem and that, that I had to work on whether letting that bother me. I don't think that I was able and willing to look at my own problems with myself, which ended up being, I didn't realize that I was living. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was actually living a less flamboyant lifestyle than I wanted to be living. Wow. Because honestly, wow. <laughs> thought it thought it was tuned up to a 10. Well, I, so I, I like it. You mean you can go further? Well, I don't know if I can go any further than I can't, than I have, but mm -hmm. like just the freedom of mm -hmm. like, I, I don't, I don't, especially as some, it's actually comes to that conversation we were having earlier about as somebody who is expected to turn on joy for other people mm -hmm. as you know, as someone who that is expected of me, 
then it's got to, I've got to find, it's got to be something that lights me up. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm not as easy to light up as other people are. Mm -hmm. So I've really got to light myself up. And then I've noticed that like when, when I really light myself up, it's a little much yeah. for some people. Yeah. Yeah. And then I go, okay, so then what am I, you know, and then it feels performative and, you know, and I, and I feel, I went to WeHo, I posted that video and then I went to WeHo yesterday and I had a real like cacophony of experiences. I felt really safe and um, expressive and I felt like I was being myself and noticed that, just, you know, I was wearing a caftan and some beads. It honestly wasn't that big of a look. <laughs> But, but it is it was but like, it is a look, honey, and I can't pull that off. And in and in West Hollywood, it's a look because those those queens are uptight. I mean, yeah. they're just uptight. Like yeah. I, not all of them, but as a as a collection of them, mm -hmm. they are. And and being othered in that environment is actually not. That's a plastic. It's a plastic mm -hmm. muscled white man game, and it's and it's. They are they are followers. There's yes. not a lot of leaders in that community. Yes, I and, could not agree more, and I'm so glad you. Said and that. so it feels. I mean, it feels like really vulnerable to really be, and that's a community that I've felt very comfortable in in the past. But I was toning it down. Yeah. Um. And I and not that I was doing. I wasn't doing that. And I, the, we it was a it was a few of us who were all pretty expressive and so that the week got stopped a couple of times they're like you're amazing you're amazing and then i saw i caught this guy um and i don't know what he was saying i need to acknowledge that he could have been saying something totally different than what i projected he was saying but i have pretty good instincts and i'm pretty sure this guy was talking some real smack mm -hmm. about what me and my friend ty were wearing and how and how whatever whatever his feeling I, I got i got i thought i heard something of i just don't know why people have to be so over the top that thing on the patio of tom tom wow like yeah get it together yeah it is like you know is. and like i'm not like i wasn't i wasn't in a harness i wasn't you know what but i mean like you i were wasn't in a harness I you would have been more accepted that's what's so, what that's the thing that's it's because so it was frustrating wasn't, yeah it's true because what it was was instead it made you uncomfortable that i was just being comfortable mm -hmm. as opposed to sexualizing my comfort you know right, right. it's you know it, it just it just was it was a whole thing it was a whole thing and it was a whole experience and you know there's a we're both in the program and there's a common saying which is don't go to the hardware store for milk that's right like saying in right. yeah and I've got to stop going to WeHo for milk. Mm -hmm. It's there's no milk. There's no milk. Yeah, in part of the reason why I started drinking when I moved to LA is is I was I met a guy and um, who lived in WeHo and we would go out all the time and I felt so insecure every mm -hmm. waking minute that I was there. I felt invisible. I felt not seen and not heard because I was black and I wasn't muscular and I wasn't trade and I wasn't masculine and I wasn't white and so I wasn't gay enough. I wasn't masculine enough and I drank mm -hmm. because I just needed. I just wanted to exist. I wanted to be able to go out and celebrate around my people, you know, my right. people and my people. And it's, and I talk about this a lot, especially after 2020 is how as a black gay person, I am marginalized as a black person and I'm marginalized as a black gay person within the gay community. And what's so fascinating is how white gay, how much the white gay community marginalizes and oppresses black gay men 
you know, and sexualizes uh-huh. us. So like we're either not gay enough and we don't fit in because we don't have the hot bodies and the six pack and the abs and the muscles. And so we don't fit into the like white gay, you know, like exterior. And then if we're not super masculine or if we're not self-identifying in one of the, you know, the the categories that are predominantly white gay categories of like, you know, bear, twink, you know, whatever, then we don't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or we're just like sexual beings or you're going online and it's like, oh, no black guys or, you know, the no fat, no fems, you know, whatever that may mm-hmm. be. And it's like as a people who are as has been oppressed as gay people, gay people are very oppressive. And I struggle. Oh, and I incredibly. Struggle, and I so struggle with that. It per, per, particularly in WeHo and which is why like I drank so much like I don't I'm not blaming it on my drinking like it I chose to drink and I chose to 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 try to appeal to a group of people who didn't want me in the same way that I tried to appeal to white people who didn't see me as an equal they saw me as a black gay guy and so oh we have a black oh we have a black gay you know like I I now know that is mm-hmm. part of why I've succeeded and I played I've played into that in a lot of ways and I've also forgiven myself for that and I've moved past that but I I hate the oppressiveness of of gay people and I and again Mm -hmm. I've seen it and I've heard it I've been I've been a victim of it and I've also been an accomplice at the same time where I've been in groups yeah I've been accepted into the white gay groups and I hear them talking about other gay people and, and how they express their individuality because you're right. Everyone wants to look the same. We're all going to the... And again, I struggle with this myself. Like, I want to work out every single day so that I can look a certain way so that I can be accepted by gay people. I'm not going to the gym every single day or I don't go to the gym when I'm not doing Tracy Anderson every single day. I wasn't for a very long time so that I could be happy and comfortable in my own body. I was doing this so that I can I can join the performative aspect of being a gay person or a black person mm-hmm. by being on, on Instagram mm-hmm. and social media with my shirt off, which mm-hmm. I'm not taking my shirt off on social media because like it doesn't I don't need that kind of performative attention. Like, have you seen this face? It's real good. And what I've learned <laughs> <laughs> is true. And I've learned I've learned that like all these like like I've I've met some of these like so called like fitness social media f- fit hot guys. They're freaking morons and they're idiots. Oh, you know what I absolutely. mean? And like that will oh, fade. Yeah. That will f- that's Holla. all they have. It's it is literally like I call them model homes. You know, they're like, they're really. <laughs> I do. I call these gays model homes. They're all model homes. We're like, it's not theirs. Yeah. It's not real. They don't own. It's just like, it's there to look pretty. Once you buy it, you've got to deconstruct it, tear it down and fix it up there. And so like, mm-hmm. I have to remember. And even now. Just and the furniture is fake. And it's fake. It's fake. It's mm-hmm. like, you see these big muscle guys and these bitches can't even fight. <laughs> no, you know I what know. I mean? They you can. see these big guys and all of a sudden they're like, hello. And I'm like, that's yeah. the voice. No, I don't want that. And again, I'm not judging. I'm not. No, I am judging. I'm not condemning. I'm not condemning anyone's choice to look the way they want to look or present the sure. way they want to present. With that being said, don't try to make me feel less than because I don't look that way. Because here's the thing. Not everyone needs to look that way to to be lovable, to be seen, to be heard. And I love your individuality. And I'm more in pressed by you than I am by someone's six pack and abs because I know the suffering it takes to get that way, to look that way, and the and and the lack of fun they're having because they can't eat and they can't drink anything and they can't have 
I want my ice cream when I want it. I want my cupcakes when I want it. I want my chicken, right. my this, my that. My, you know, I'm not going to deprive myself of all of these things so that I can exist within a community that is trying to fight for equality, yet they want to be separate at the same time. And I try to remember, I do try to remember, it's hard, it's hard when it's right in front of me. But of you course. try to remember that all of that is also their trauma response. Mm-hmm. And that part of the queer, the, that every every queer person, we don't, we've yet, we probably won't live on the planet in a time in which the queer experience doesn't automatically sign you up for trauma. Right. So you, but just by being queer and dealing with it on any level, you, you congratulations, welcome to trauma. That's right. So, you so that that's done so everyone's response in that way especially when it's internal in a community is their trauma response so as much as my trauma response is i'm going to turn on my light and be you know be you know i'm going to i'm going to make the joke before anybody else makes the joke other things they learned that's like everyone else has that the problem is the praise problem is the praise from you know what i mean the praise from others and honestly, the praise from outside the community, mm-hmm. the like, the, but you don't even seem gay. You don't even look gay. Ugh. You don't even like that stuff of like, yeah, that out, that like passing, mm-hmm. you know, like passing outside as, wow, you would be successful even outside of the gay community. Mm-hmm. You're not just successful, like mm-hmm. in spite of being, gay. it's that, you know, and I'm over the top and I'm fat always have been always will be and that that <laughs> others me in a way <laughs> i was trying to hold that in because i know that that was like a genuine moment but just like no but it's true but like you're like always have always will be like yep yep yeah. yep and, and, I, and it's true and i love you and i and i and i it love, took me forever to get to that place though. i like, love that because even i can be an acceptance of my body of myself in any capacity and I have not been able to for the longest time and I still struggle with that. So for you to say that is so incredibly powerful and because you know there's someone out there that, that's going to say, well, I mean, I don't know why you can't be. You could do this and if you did this and if you did this and it's like... I saw a photo recently of me as a child in the shower. I don't know why someone took a photo of me in the shower. There's some <laughs> problematic thing going on. We can unpack but that later. I saw... I saw a photo of me with, you know, at like six or whatever. And I looked at my entire, my body mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, that's the same body I still have. That's that body. And that was not, I wasn't overweight. I was just living in my body. Mm-hmm. My body has a shape to it that frankly was not like, uh, like if we're going to accept anything, it's that I got a weird body shape. Right. Right. And so, like that, which is, which but is like I normal sometimes. But it, ha- I got handed to me. I didn't make it, and I can't fix it. You know right. what I mean? Like I don't think they, you know, I I don't think there's any operations for like the section that's weird. And so, <laughs> like, I, and so I don't. So, and I was like, wait a second. I've been fighting against reality my mm-hmm. whole life. Not even just like, and that led me to be. You know, I've been much, significantly. Ha- yeah, you know, I was almost four hundred pounds at one point. So I, mm-hmm. I've, I've been on the other side and now, and I've been thinner than, you know, a couple of years ago, I lost a ton of weight and I was about 40 pounds thinner than I am now. Mm-hmm. And I was an absolute starving, crazy person. Right. And, and now, you know, I'm now sort of in an in-between where like, I, I'm pretty comfortable, but I still have to deal with the, I have to accept myself mm-hmm. at a lot, you know, and it's, and it's, um, 
just reality. Mm-hmm. And that that's where I get fatigued because I'm like, I don't have the energy. I don't have the energy to walk. I yes, do I still judge people? Do I still have strong opinions? Of course I do. Mm-hmm. But I don't have the ener- energy to actively pursue judging people. And so when I see that people do have the energy to do that, I go, that means you're not looking at anything in yourself mm-hmm. because you have that extra energy. Because if you were dealing with your own shit, not even, not only like the hippy dippy, like, well, if you love yourself, it's easier to love other people. I don't give a flying fuck about any of that. What I'm telling you is that if you are actually doing the work, you should be too tired to care about anybody else. 100%. Because the work is exhausting. It's so exhausting. And I think to myself, like, who goes out of their way to be judgmental and, 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 and negative. Like I think about it all the time. Like I don't have time to put energy into hating someone or disliking someone or writing something negative to make someone feel a certain way. I just don't care. You know what I mean? And I feel like there's like, I, I was saying this yesterday at dinner with friends and I'm like, you know, we think about all the, you know, trans rights and gay rights and like, you know, Black Lives Matter. All the, and and my, my, I go back to this question of like, who cares what someone chooses yeah. to be or not be? It's like, uh-huh. like, mind your own business. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, po- I, po- I posted something last week on on Facebook or somewhere. And I went, you and I Facebook? Went, oh, yeah, I love Facebook. Facebook is a cesspool for racist, homophobic. And I can't, I can't get down with it. I cannot. Here's the thing. It helps, remember, it helps me remember birthdays. That's it. I don't know why, but for some reason, my I do real my content does really well on Facebook. <laughs> People, I get no. I, I get understand engagement. why. Like, I understand why on Facebook you I, get engagement because you're very outspoken and people love a good like. You know, they can write paragraphs and on. Par- it's like I get it. I just. Don't I also have the think energy. the one time I like when I, the one time my career was on the was on like on any level of of people paying attention was very much. It was 2009, 2010, which is very much like a Facebook time. Yep. So mm-hmm. I think that's the place where I have people who've been paying attention to me for a long time. Okay. So like it's. I think that's why. Like Instagram, they don't get yeah, and TikTok. Frankly, I just look like a maniac on TikTok, but. Um, but I posted this thing and I was actually, I did, and it was exactly what I just said makes me, bothers me about other people. I was really, really angry. There's a person who is not a good person mm-hmm. who has, uh, who has a career. Don't you, don't and, get me started. I don't get and me they started. Have a pla- and they have a platform mm-hmm. and they, and I, at some point internalized that they have something that I don't have and they have then want they have succeeded in a way that i haven't succeeded and life's not fair and i act i acted out in a way that was passive aggressive and like several people were like you know we all know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> i, I was like of you course started, i knew when you started i was like i know we've we've talked about this uh-huh and and i, I was so i was and and then i like offended somebody that i love very much and so i like tried to i tried to come back around and make a 180 and then i finally just had to take it all down Cause I was like, you know what? This is not, I'm not, be- none of this is honest. None of the, the, the original outburst isn't honest. And what, what, what I need to be honest about. And then like, I made a video to try to, <laughs> to explain why I took it down. And then I was like, oh my God, I literally deleted social, all the apps off my phone for like two days. So I was like, Brian, you need to just step away. Cause you just mm-hmm. keep trying to add, mm-hmm. add fire to this fire. Yeah. And really, you know what it is? 
I'm jealous. I'm jealous of someone. Yeah. I'm jealous of someone. And it doesn't help that I know that they're a garbage person that, mm. uh, that definitely like makes it, you know, No. and are there, and you know, and, yeah. that, and, and that's, a, you know, and that's okay. Not a, they're not a garbage, they're not a garbage person. They're just, there's just, you know, I know they might you, be, they might be. I, well, you know, I think it's, you know, I think addiction is, is a, and we know this is a, it's a very cunning, baffling and powerful disease. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, I sometimes have to remember um, when I'm making these, these snap judgments, sometimes con- condemning judgments about people, I have to remember mm-hmm. that they are a human being just as I am. And I've gone through mm-hmm. and I've done some really horrible things in my not horrible things, but I've done things in my life that people, if I were in a public, if I were in the, in the public eye or in or, or or an actor or in the in the light, people would probably have the same conversations that we are having about them, about us. I've just don't. Yes. Have, I have the, you know, the autonomy to make mistakes and to learn from them and to grow from them and to realize that, oh, that was just my disease talking and not the person that I am. With that being said, I do not excuse that. I don't excuse. I'm not going to let you get by. Or, well, I was just and I just no. like at a certain point, you've got to be grown enough to recognize that what you're putting out is BS and that what you're putting out can harm and hurt people more than it can help. And I think that's, oh, where, yeah, you, yeah, and that's yeah, yeah. where you were right. And I agreed with you and we agreed upon that. Like when you do have this public platform and when you do have this ability to sway people one way or the other, be very mindful of what you're putting out there because that will that will either help or hurt someone. And you've got to you've 100%. got one hundred percent. You and listen when you when you when you're in that position and you've gone through what that person has gone through, you do know better. And if you don't, I have no excuses. Ignorance is bliss is no longer a justifiable comment anymore. We no longer get to say that. We've been through too much in a year alone. We've been through way too much. For ignorance is bliss to exist anymore. 100%. There's just no excuse for it. There is no excuse to be like, well, you know, I'm just, I just, well, I feel like I'm still learning. Like, yes, we can all still learn. I also just think, I think in general, I think we need to like find a way. It's dangerous to, it's dangerous for anyone to like claim ownership and strong opinion over something that they've experienced for less than a year. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. any experience that you're still in the beginning of, like it's really hard, you know, like I'm five and a half years sober and I, and I, and I'm, you know, whether it's very, we know lots of different people We're you know, we're both sober and we both, you know, post about it on our social media and that sort of stuff. But there are, we know lots of people that don't mm-hmm. do that. And that's, mm-hmm. and that, and it's a, it's a controversial topic, I guess. It's mostly just a, like, it's for me, it's just a difference of, I, I respect everyone's choice there. Um, but I, uh, I find that owning that for me is, uh, you know, I, I, because, you know, we work in a program that's, you know, considered, anonymous and so what i always say is my my sobriety i don't i love being public about my sobriety my recovery mm-hmm. is private mm-hmm. and by private i mean anyone can ask me how i do it and i will tell you the truth mm-hmm. but i'm not going to tell you in a 
in a in a way that's outside of how the program works for me the program i choose to participate in works for me mm-hmm. in any way that's like this is how it works we, we can do that within the within the context of a program that people are willingly leaning into whether they're just joining it to to see if it works for them or not but by saying like if every year you know my sobriety date is november 20th and every year i post about it and if i said here it is i'm you know this next time in november if i god willing make it to six years and i say i'm six years sober today and here's how i did it no i can't I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that. I have to say like, I did it. Mm-hmm. And you know, and I, why I can say like, I did it, you know, there's certain things that are perfectly fine to say, but like, and if you want to know more about it, let me know. Yeah. Um, and I hope you find whatever you, whatever you need that feels impossible. Mm-hmm. I hope that you see that six years ago, I saw something as impossible that I've now done for six years. Right. You know, that, that, that's all I'm saying. That's that's all my public message is. Mm-hmm. It's like this. It's not, you know. And yes. so when other people get like, I've discovered that this is the answer to mm-hmm. all my problems. Like, you can't even have all your problems in one year. Right. Much less know whether or not something works for them. Right. Well, it's, it's also why, like, you know, and it's important for me because I, I you know, I'm not the public. I'm not the spokesperson for whatever program I'm in. And I think that's what's important for me to remember because again, you know, I don't, it doesn't, what I do may not work for someone else. And so I don't ever want to lead the charge of like, this is what I did and it will work for you if you do it too. Like, it's not true because I'm six years sober, so I'm older than you. What? But but in, in those six years, like I've changed so much and I've learned so much and things that worked in the first year don't work in year six. The things that I did in year two, I can't do in year four. And because you can't stay clean on yesterday's shower, you know, which is another thing that I remember. But what I can say, what I do say a lot and I talk about a lot is like, is that I'm still sober. I'm sober despite of and in spite of 2020 and despite of Mm -hmm. and in spite of the trauma that I, you know what I mean? Like, so I think Mm -hmm. it's important Mm -hmm. for me because again, I don't know everyone that I that follows me and that I follow personally, and so I want people right. to know that like my life is insane, and like I go through the ups and downs of life, and not at and and I don't drink or do drugs to get through that. Like that's important for me to to put out there, but I don't say what program it is and what I do and how I do it and all the things that I because it's not important. It is not. What's well, interesting, not, it's, you know, you said important. that because like. When we were talking about that pride video that I put out, I heard, you know, I heard from a few people like directly that were like, are you okay? I saw your video. I just want to make sure you're okay. And you're go- and I, and I appreciate, I really do genuinely, if they're listening, they're not, but if they are. First of all, that, the, a million people are listening to this. Yeah, I know. Minus, minus, minus 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, but like they reached out and I, I totally appreciate where, but they were, it was only hetero people. I'm trying to think if it was just hetero white people, to be honest, but it's definitely only hetero people. And I, I want and I said, Oh, I'm totally fine. Don't worry about it. What I wanted to say, my actual reaction was, yeah, I'm, this is the queer experience every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
and it doesn't always it doesn't always manifest itself in an actual showing of emotion or being able to express it or to, but like every i did a 10 minute video every feeling that i had in that video i have some form of that feeling every single day absolutely yeah as part of my ex my experience on this mm -hmm. planet which, which is, is you know and i'm fine that's what, like and by telling by by expressing that i am having a feeling about something does not mean that i'm broken and need help right well, it actually it, means i'm dealing with it right and i think that's what's so what's so important to to note is that because i'm expressing an emotion because as humans we have emotions because I'm expressing mm -hmm. emotion does not mean I'm incapable of dealing with it and that I need your help, you know? But if mm -hmm. you say that, then it's like, well, I'm just, it's like, I, I don't need, I'm just, I, for me, like my emo, I wear my heart on my sleeve for good or for bad, you know? And at the same time, like, I'm okay. You know, I have sometimes yeah. like, how are you? Oh my God, how are you doing? Like, I'm okay. Oh, what's wrong? Absolutely nothing is wrong. Yeah. I am okay. I don't need to be great, amazing, wonderful, fantastic. I'm like, I'm living. I don't, that is not, that, to, that is not a, my And there's experience. no way, and there's no way you are. No, it's like, I'm amazing. There's I'm no like living way life. It's like, I Ooh. don't know how accurate that is. No. Because I don't need to be positively, I don't need, I, I learned about toxic positivity during the pandemic. Cause you know, it was, I, this 2020 was an amazing year because We've all learned how mm -hmm. we all learn. That's what I learned. I love about 2020. We all learned how we learn, right? Like we've mm -hmm. all learned. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. How That's so true. How uniquely different we all are, and how uniquely different our experiences are. Like I no longer take for granted someone's experience anymore. Because mm -hmm. my experience in 2020 was uniquely my experience. And I know how, like, it's really funny and cute how we all talk about the pandemic and, oh, my God, the pandemic. and But there were people who had a really horrific experience. And it's not yeah. the collective pandemic experience. There are people who had a great pandemic. And that's uniquely theirs. And I don't feel it's my mm -hmm. place to tell them, well, it was really difficult for me. Like, who cares mm -hmm. how, your 20, mm -hmm. how the pandemic affected you? Our experiences are different. My experience was profoundly beautiful, but at the and mm -hmm. at the same time, it was traumatic, and I went through some real, real hard stuff in 2020. Yeah, and I came out of it with love and with joy and with finding my own joy. But that does not take away how difficult it was to get there, because what people don't realize is, in order to get on the other to get to joy, you have to go through pain. Joy is not this like white light experience that you wake up and you go, I have joy. Well, how do you know oh, you've had God. joy? How do you know you're happy? Because you were sad. Share how you got to be happy. Don't just say, I'm so happy because I have this, 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 and that. But how are you feeling when you didn't have it? That's that that's what I want it, to know. Johnny. That is what that's that is what it. when I was thinking when you said what you what you asked on the show, which is how do you manifest joy? I want to tell you about that. My sponsor um, recently, I've done a, I've done gratitude lists off and on throughout, even before I got sober, I've done gratitude lists as part of, I know the gratitude lists work. And in early on in the pandemic, my sponsor said, I want you to start doing a gratitude list every day. I want you to write, handwrite it. 
and I want you to then take a photo of it every morning and send it to me. I've done that every day of the pandemic through, and it's the first thing I do it. I do some reading and that I do that before I check my phone or anything in the morning. It's the only good thing that I do every day. Um, and I have been doing this gratitude list for a while. And then recently my sponsor said, you know, we were talking about something again, did anyone listening? This is not AA stuff. This is just, just happens to be an AA relationship I have, but this is non AA stuff. And, uh, and she said, um, you're, your your folk your gratitude seems to be focused essentially on things externals or um validations or like experiences nothing bad it's all good stuff to be grateful for but she said you've not and i was talking about how i was feeling like i wasn't things weren't adding up like i was i was things weren't making sense for me and i felt like i was doing the right things and getting the wrong results and i was mm -hmm. really having a hard time mm -hmm. and she said i think you need to reframe the way you're looking at your gratitude this was just last week your gratitude i need you to really look at what are my gifts what are my gifts mm -hmm. my inherent gifts that i like what what do you what do you have that not everybody has what are things that you have and like that tiny little shift mm -hmm. in the gratitude mm -hmm. i can feel mm. it has mm -hmm. cracked me open the last the last and like honestly it's not very comfortable right now course, but it's of course very like oh oh what is what is what is undeniable about myself mm -hmm. not what is not what is being given to me today or what is and like that being the root of joy is like oh that's huge stuff mm -hmm. because that can't be that's not day to day and i've been doing a day-to-day -day gratitude list of like you know like this or or that great email i got yesterday or the opportunity to do this thing today which is all i'm so glad that i have a practice of gratitude that i'm able to see that i know i know lots of people can't even do that i know that but that I now get to go deeper and go, what am I grateful for that I don't have to do anything to have or not have? What am I grateful for that is just essence, that is pure and that is that is gifted to me unconditionally, undeniably? Like that is really cracking me open these days. And I'm not producing joy so much yet, but I think it it has a it has a it has a growth potential that I'm like oh that feels really like something valuable. Mm -hmm. I think what it, and and as you were saying, I'm like that's the journey, right? Like mm -hmm. it's for me, like it started with like recognizing gratitude, like things that I'm grateful for, and it was little things like I'm I'm just grateful that my dogs are in the bed with me, and I get you know ten minutes in the morning with them and I'm not rushing off to go to work and to do this and to show, you know like I just mm -hmm. get a couple moments like gratitude was like oh my god like I love cold water like having a, a glass mm. of cold water in the morning I love coffee I like I was starting to find these little pockets of gratitude in my life despite the chaos that was going on um mm -hmm. you know being able just to like, like take a breath sometimes when I take a breath like I feel everything I need to feel to get me to the mm -hmm. next moment you know and it wasn't it wasn't changing my my circumstances. It wasn't. I wasn't making more money. I wasn't, you know, like I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't getting rewards or cash and prizes or anything. I was just mm -hmm. finding these moments where I'm like, 
I feel okay today. I'm all right mm-hmm. today. Like I, I get, I got through the day. Like that's weird. Like I didn't, I wasn't overly dramatic today. I wasn't overly emotional. I didn't decide that I needed to like do something drastically different in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I just found little moments and little pockets. But again, we were still dying, you know, every other week through police brutality or some sort of white supremacist way. The election was still going on and the craziness of, yeah. of, of that was happening. And I was, you know, like my salary was was reduced at work and I wasn't making any money. There was no work industry shut down. You know, I was stuck in my house. Like I didn't have anywhere to go. And and yet I still found little ways to like find those little nuggets. You know, I was able to like connect more with people through Zoom and I was able to, you know, find and, and eventually those little tiny things added up. And then all of a sudden I was waking up and I wasn't dreading the day. I wasn't worried about mm-hmm. what was going to happen or what I needed to do or what happened or didn't happen. And then it was like, wow, like I'm, I'm happy today. Mm-hmm. I, have, I, I feel, mm-hmm. I feel alive. And that aliveness was, was joy that like, mm-hmm. oh wow, like I'm, I exist in this moment and in this moment I have everything that I need and what a great feeling that is. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. what it, and that those little, little things of like walking my dogs and saying hi through my mask and, you know, not feeling like I needed to change anything or do anything different, you know, like all mm-hmm. of those little things led me to the realization that I'm living in my joy because joy is, so simple and so subtle it's not this like it's not this overly it's like overly emotive feeling you know right it's not euphoria it's not euphoria in the slightest it is it Mm -hmm. is it is contentment in its purest Mm -hmm. form you know it is Mm -hmm. contentment and it's like just its most natural form like i feel Mm -hmm. real good right now that's joy you know it's and people think it's something that it isn't Nah, it was. It's just no contentment and and acceptance. I'm le- yeah. I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm learning to. I'm learning every day a little bit more about taking that everything is is sort of still, mm-hmm. and that and that's. And that is really quality life. Mm-hmm. Whenever things are just sort of, you know, the waters are calm and nothing big is happening. Nothing, nothing, nothing great and nothing horrible is happening. Everything's just sort of those days. Are, I'm learning more and more how valuable those those moments are mm-hmm. because, you know, as an addict, and I think it's just as a human, but I only know life as a human addict. So, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but like. It seems like extremes are the only, like life is only lived in extremes. And so, you know, it's uncomfortable to be in the, in, in between, in a, in a, Mm -hmm. you know, non-extreme. Is, is for me, uncertainty is death. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's so terrifying. It's terrifying. And I've, I'm starting to learn to love and live in, in, live in the uncertainty, but it is not fun. Mm -hmm. And not easy. No. But it, but it gets, but it get when it, when it clicks in and you're like, oh my God, I feel good. And nothing is, I feel good for no reason other than that. I feel good. Mm -hmm. That's really, that didn't happen. That didn't used to happen for me ever. 
Yeah. No, so when it I, does happen, I'm like, okay. And and remembering that moment and then knowing that like that that moment will come and it will go. But the important thing to remember is that it came. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact that that moment came to you, it will come again. It's just, there's, you don't right. have to do anything. There's nothing to right. do. Don't, right, right, right. You know, like I think so often we try to do the, if we do this and do this and do this and do that, then all the, mm -hmm. it's like, no, I didn't do, I didn't do a lot during the pandemic other than I just existed within my body and with myself and, and things happened. Yeah. And I let them happen. Yeah. And I remember those moments and I just said, you know what? Okay. I can get through, mm -hmm. I can get through a riot. I can get through a protest. I can get through the mm -hmm. shooting of, you know, a black person every other week. You know, I, it, mm -hmm. it feels horrible and it is horrific. And yet I can get through it and be okay. Mm -hmm. And that is something well, because my, I think we my, forget. My main, my mania is never going to contribute to a solution. My, you know, that, that going into anything, I mean, there's time for rage and there's time for, you know, uh, you know, rising up and all that, of course, but like ma mania is never going to solve, you know, me going, I just feel a lot of feelings. And so I'm going to just take them to the, you know, to the, wherever I can put them and just scream and shout. Like that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. It's not helpful. Right. It doesn't help anyone. It doesn't, and it doesn't help me feel better. And like, I can't, I can't, I can't help anyone if I'm not, you know, I don't help myself. So, and I think that's you know, so that's powerful it. and it's so true. It's like, you know what I love is that you and I are, that, that you and I are both people who I think if you, if you, if other, if people who weren't like going on this, this journey with us would say like, well, if Johnny and Ryan are going to describe joy, it's going to be this like this big boisterous like this thing, and it's like no, it that's isn't. not my joy. It isn't. That's not my joy. I that's part of my experience. I don't live. And there's in that joy at all. involved in that, but that's not my joy. That's not when I feel. Mm -mm. I don't live in that. I can't. I don't. I don't feel comfortable in that. In this like big, boisterous, high level, like. Oh my God, people who think I'm really fun to be around, if they had a camera of my life, they would be so bored. I, yeah, I tell people, like, I come home and I watch Hallmark movies. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. I, I know come that's home, I watch do. Hallmark movies and I, I hang out with my dogs. Like, you know, a, a good day for me is, a good day for me is a day that I don't hate myself for how mm -hmm. I look, for how I feel, for what I think I don't have. And I have a lot, mm -hmm. you know, and I think for me, like, if I can wake up and not hate myself and not try to convince myself that I need to do anything other than what I'm doing is a good day. That's what I, that's mm -hmm. my, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. where my joy lives. You know, my joy totally. is not in being on Instagram and smiling and selfies and I like, it's not my natural state, but it is a, but I am all of those things, you know, and I have to remember and I try to be very conscientious of how I share and how I post because it is easy to just be like, Johnny's so happy and joyous. And and that is true. But at the same time, Johnny goes through a lot. Ryan told you it is difficult to be my friend. <laughs> 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 it is not difficult. It's a lot we're, of work. 
It's worth it. It is worth, worth it because I mean, I'm it's, a cat. It's not a. It's not a lot. I mean, I maybe it's a lot of work for other people in your in it's your life. It's not really a lot it's of not, work, but it, it is. It's it not. Is, a, it's it not a lot of work. I just go. I just go. I'm gonna leave Johnny alone for a while. You sometimes it's like I. I think. Yesterday. And me too. Like that's people who know people who are really like really close with me know they go. I don't. You don't. Ryan's not actually engaged with you every day, person. No, I. That's not. No, you don't want every day. You don't. I sometimes I come in like a wrecking ball in people's lives for like, and it's oh, like yeah. five, it's like an hour, and like people are like, okay, well I'm not. We don't need to call talk to Johnny for a couple of days. You know, and I'm also the same yeah. way. Like because here's the thing: if you if you want me to go there, if you want me to go there. I will go there, but know that uh-huh. that comes with. Don't talk to me for a week. Yeah, because yes, you, if exactly. you want that person, I can give you that. I can be that over mm-hmm. the top, happy, joyous, but it's not free, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. I can be happy and it's joyous, but I'm not free, because the free me is sitting within myself, doing nothing and just being in existing. Yeah. And you and me in the corner at this loud party—that is happy, mm-hmm. joyous, and free. Because we yep, are 100%. having this beautiful exchange that is mm-hmm. not requiring either one of us to do anything other than to just be with each other. I can mm-hmm. literally sit with you or people for hours. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. but you have to know that that is not bells and whistles. Right. Right, 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 right. It's not bells and whistles. I'm a great time and we laugh and we have a good time and it's fun. But I'm not, you know, like jumping from the ceilings, twirling in a tutu, doing pirouettes and on TikTok and like, that's not, right. I'm not, that's not me. Right. That is not my existence. You know, I have right. moments of that and those moments are fun. If we go to a party, I'm a dance the whole time. Mm-hmm. But also the next day I'm going to rest the entire day. Because <laughs> right, 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 right. Daddy right. is old and my back is going to be hurting. <laughs> that's you know so what true. I mean? I, but it's like, it's so but true. That's, that is, but that is a human experience. Anyone that's twirling around on, you know, tutus and hanging from the ceiling 24 hours a day, 24-7 needs help. And I don't have that. (laughs) (laughs) They're on drugs. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is not, that is, I'm sorry, but that is no one's natural state. That is no influencer. That is no No, fitness instructor. That is no teacher. Like, that is, that is not a real It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. Don't ask that of me. And I don't, and I mm-hmm. won't, and I don't, and I don't ask that of you. I don't go over to someone's house thinking, I really need them to entertain me. I'm not interested in that. Yeah. I don't want no. that. You know what I mean? Oh my God, I no. don't want that because I know that that, the requirement alone is aggressive and unfair and unnecessary. If I'm coming mm-hmm. to your house to hang out with you, I'm just coming to hang out with you. If you're coming over to my house and you're expecting dinner and a show, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Go somewhere mm-hmm. else because we're gonna sit at my house on the couch and watch something or on pay TV. me. Oh yes, Ooh, yes, <laughs> or pay, pay me. me or pay me. You can pay. I'll do a show for you yes. if you want to pay. You know, for if it. you want to see the the TikTok video, yeah. for twenty five minutes, yeah. that's yeah. gonna cost you. Yeah, because t- you don't realize <laughs> people think that there's a lot of thought into the dances. It is not. That is no, not. No, I am no, not no. spending all. I literally turn on the music. And I hear it, I feel it, I do the 60 seconds or the 30 seconds that it gives you on those videos. And then I maybe will do it twice, two different ways. And then I'm done and that's it. And I'm, and I'm done. That's it. No, I, I, I all the time, I, I, I think about this a lot and I talk with a couple of friends a lot about like the, 
I'm sh- I you're the same type. Like I'm sure I have it in me to be the type of influencer who I could create content like that. The problem is I don't have the energy to care enough. That's right. To think that much right. and set it up. I that mean right. the I look I look at most of that content and I'm like the lighting alone I would have already stopped. I mean, like, I, like the moment I start so... having to like figure out my lighting and where the camera is and then how I have to present myself, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Like same. I, you know, I, re- I do Tracy Anderson and I've been, I love it so much. And so I post about it a lot, but that doesn't, that doesn't take a lot out of me. But if I've got no. to do the, like, do the, I don't think about what I'm wearing. I don't think about like my angles. I'm just working out and I sometimes show you like the best version of it, but like if mm-hmm. I need to like stop and start and like when I when I'm in that no. place, t- when I'm in so that I place, I have to stop and turn the camera off and just either stop working out mm-hmm. or just work out. You know, like I I, I don't always want to like I posted a photo today oh. of myself without my shirt on. I don't look good without my shirt on, but I did it because I think people think I look a certain way because I work out every day. And I don't, and I don't want to, mm. I don't want to be falsely advertising myself. I don't need to do that sure. because A, no one's paying me and B, I don't want people to think that that's what is happening. Like I am yeah. flubby and like got man boobs and like a, <laughs> a gut, but again, look at this face. It's real. Yeah, I mean, that good. face. This face is that real face. good. <laughs> But also, so you're you're a beautiful you're a beautiful man. Thank you, but I do, person. but I suffer from body dysmorphia. I have real sure, massive yeah. body image issues. I think I'm fat. I think I need to look a certain way to be seen a certain way to be appreciated to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And and all these fitness people f- perpetuate that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I and I love fitness and I love health and I love working out now more than I ever have before in my life. But I also have to remind myself that I'm doing this for my mental health more than I am to look a certain way. I look, I'm yes. I'm not overweight, I know that. I'm not unhealthy, I know that. But I'm a perfectionist and I want to present a certain way and look a certain way. And I grew sure. up thinking that if I looked like the other, the other gays, then I'm gonna be an accepted gay in this society. If I look a certain way, then I'm gonna be accepted the way black men are accepted. But I'm, I'm in essence trying to perpetuate a stereotype that is unfair. I'm trying to reach mm-hmm. a standard of beauty that is unfair. I, it, it, I'm when I should just love myself and love my body, which is why I mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. that there are days where if I just love myself, that's a good day for me where I didn't say I, I didn't mm-hmm. pull on a love handle or look at myself in the mirror and like touch myself and, and not touch myself. I mean, not really. <laughs> <laughs> But like, if I'm like pulling at parts of my body that I don't like, like I, yeah, like, I know. You know, I'm I've been in that place. I'm in that place now, and it sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it sucks to 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 perpetuate that your own narrative, right? Like, no one's telling mm-hmm. me that I'm no one. I mean, subliminally, yes, people are telling me that I'm fat and I should look a certain way because for some reason my explore page on Instagram is all fitness models and people who have abs oh, it's and six the worst. Packs. And I'm like, how did this, what, how did I? Everybody's is though. Everybody, they do it to everybody. And That's it's just not, so unfortunate know. because it's like, I'm constantly reminded of like what I don't look like. But at the same time, I have way more, way more to give 
than what I look like. You know what I mean? And like, that's oh, something absolutely, I'm really learning. Absolutely. We all, we all do. And you're also a stunningly beautiful man. Thank you. And I know that to be true because that's what's in, that's what's inside of me. And that's way exactly. more important than anything because you can't, until you find that joy and that light within yourself, everything external just doesn't feel real. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't post photos if I'm not feeling good about myself. You know, and if I'm not feeling good about myself, I post that photo and I quote that feeling because I want people yes. to know. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, I'm still cute, but I'm sad. And this is why I'm mm -hmm. sad because I'm not feeling myself. Mm -hmm. um, I'm posting this anyway. Anyway. I'm, I'm posting this yes, anyway. Yeah. I just turned yeah. to this page in this book. Um, so I have this, the time has this special edition um, called The Power of Joy elevate your life, finding joy in trying times of spiritual peak. And I just saw this, this literally this article um, by Ingela Ratledge Mudson. I'm butchering their name, but it is what it is. And the title is Smiling Through Trying Times. I could mm. not find a headline more that is me. You know what I mean? It's like I've learning, I've learned, I've learned how to smile through the trying times. Um, it says, when the world seems bleak, it's important, if not essential, to look on the bright side of life and grant yourself license to laugh and feel good. And mm. the only issue I have with that sentence is to look on the bright side of life. I don't agree with that. I don't think that if you're feeling sad, that you need to look on the bright side because when you're sad, you don't know what that looks like. What I appreciate about this is when the world seems bleak, I still need to give myself permission to to laugh and to feel good, to to mm -hmm. not because I can sit in my shit if I want to. I can sit in that sadness and live in that sadness and that misery because that's my natural, that's my upbringing, that's my my you know like factory installed you know buttons to be like sad and woke. Yeah. Me. But what I've learned is when I'm sad. What I do when I'm sad is I go turn on a Hallmark movie or I go watch, mm -hmm. you know, Charlie's Angels, the new one with Kristen Stewart because it's amazing and I love her and don't judge me and say nothing about it because I will in this podcast if you have anything negative about them. <laughs> 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 and I have a friend, I have a friend, Brittany Grooms, who works, who works at Sony Pictures wow. and she knows how much I love that movie. And she's like, you love that movie, don't you? I watch it every single night sometimes because it brings me so much joy. So when I'm feeling sad or overwhelmed, I turn on that movie and it makes me feel happy because I think it's so important. Trust I think, people I think, trust their careers to you. <laughs> it says laughter triggers their brain to release endorphins. You are a mess. Um, <laughs> I am. I, listen, I am keeping a lot of people employed by what I watch. Just so you know, I just want to make that clear. To I anyone. riled you up so quickly. I, I, get, I riled I, you up so I, quickly. I felt. I felt oh, attacked. God. I felt attacked. <laughs> I hate when people say I feel attacked. It's like relax. No one's attacking you. But I hate I hate when people say that, but I felt attacked in that moment. How okay. dare you? Well, you weren't wrong. I was attacking. You were, but I I think that I don't know. I and I so I I feel like that's something that I think we have in common is I think we oftentimes and we've had to in our lives like smile through the times because people look at us as these quote unquote lights and these, you know, joyful beings. And so I think a lot mm -hmm. of times, like, I have to pretend to be 
happy when I'm not, or I have to tend to like, you know, but what I have learned through, through that fake it till you make it mentality, what I've learned is that if you act as if, it is easier to change your perspective if you can get yourself to believe that it's okay, no matter what. 100%, 100%. I, I completely believe, I believe in all of that stuff. I believe in the, you know, the law of attraction. I believe that, that, that good begets good. I, I do, I believe in all of that. And I think that that's the thing that I was trying to explain that I learned about looking at the gifts, which is what exists that is wonderful, whether my day is good or not. I'm not trying to change the day itself, mm -hmm. but what is good, what, whether the day is good or not, what exists that is, that is a gift that is wonderful, even if, it does, even if the other stuff feels so bad today that I can't feel the wonderfulness of it, what is wonderful? You know, like right. I, can, I can feel stressed about the idea that somebody needs me to make them feel entertain like if i write down on a graduate list like i made so and so laugh yesterday that feels good but if today i go i don't have it in me to make some make people laugh and i can't you know but if i can write i am capable of making a human being laugh that exists whether i'm capable of doing it right now or not doesn't matter i am capable of doing that period that exists period mm -hmm. I don't have to put pressure on myself or the world to make the circumstances happen for that to do, but I can go, wait, I know I'm capable of that. So if I'm not capable of that in this moment, this moment will pass and I will be capable of another time. And I don't have to force it to be capable of it. Right. And I think that's, and it's so true. Like I used to try to force so many different things, so many feelings, so many emotions. Like I needed to feel, feel, feel. Feelings aren't facts. Nope. You know, and me forcing a feeling is me perpetuating drama. And I had to learn that the hard way that I'm just out here perpetuating drama because I'm trying to force myself to feel a certain way or to do a certain thing. And it, it, it is, I'm at war with myself when I'm doing that and I'm fighting against my natural instinct to just be where I'm at. Mm -hmm. To just be in that moment of like, look, mm -hmm. just sit down, shut up. And like, it's gonna be, it's gonna mm -hmm. be fine. Tomorrow's mm -hmm. a new day. I can restart my day anytime I want to. You know what I That's mean? That's my favorite thing in the world. And I love that. I don't often think that, but I know that that is there. And that's what's so great, I think, about recovery and sobriety and, and understanding the human experience, that we, can, we, can, we have the power. We, as individual people, we have the power to control our own experience. Despite the world mm -hmm. being what it is, and obviously, you know, we have jobs and kids and families and all these things that require us to show kids. up. I mean, but people who aren't us have kids. I got and oh yeah, yeah, like know like you know, people. people have kids, and and, and yeah, as, I know. as parents, you are required to take care of your kids. You're required to work to make money. You're required to go to school to get an education. Yes, and all of those things are are required of us. And at the same time, we can hate all of those things and be yeah. and be oppressed by them, suppressed because of them. We can, you know, and it's like, and that's all good. You know, like if you hate your kids one day, like does it make you a bad parent? If I hate my partner one day, doesn't mean I don't love them. You know, if I right. lash out, it, it doesn't mean, and it is, it is just the feeling that I'm having in that moment and that will pass. And I've had to, and I mm -hmm. constantly have to give myself permission to be a human being, 
not a human doing, mm-hmm. but a human being. And as a human mm-hmm. being, I will feel the way that I feel. It is my actions that I'm responsible for. If I feel like crap and I sit within my feelings and I don't answer my phone and I don't call anyone and I don't email anyone and I, I don't do my work, you know, like I, that's okay mm-hmm. because the opposite of that, if I, if I do things in spite of that, despite of all of that, I'm going to wreak havoc somewhere. Yeah. So I'd rather yeah. not oh, do absolutely. something than do something I regret. And so a lot of times yes. for me, inaction is the action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's urgent, it's not God. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, well, if you don't, if, it's like someone said to me, the best thing you can do for yourself sometimes is nothing. And that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. And it, and not in a lazy way, not like don't go to school, don't feed your kids, don't go to work, don't show up, whatever. It's like, no, it's like, don't go into this experience expecting a different result. Like, I'm right. not going to go into this thinking, well, if I do this, then I'm going to feel X, Y, and Z because that's not always the case. They talk about, you know, exercise gives you endorphins and like smiling and laughter, you know, channels the, you know, new neuro something or another to you, to the thing. That's the thing. I just took biology <laughs> and I don't know anything. So <laughs> I don't know the science behind it. <laughs> but like, that's not always the case. I don't always work out and go, I- feel great like i sometimes i work out and i go i'm glad i did that now i'm gonna go cry and go to bed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know yeah, what i mean absolutely so, I know, absolutely I, I think of it's course just, it's just important to just remember that we're all doing the best that we can and in hindsight when i think about my life and i think about the stuff that i've gone through i would not be who i am today had i not gone through those things in the moment it's all crappy and miserable and unfortunate and i want to think all the negative yeah. suicidal crazy murderous thoughts in the moment but when i think back on it i am so much stronger for all the things that i've gone through yeah you know 100 and, um, and so is everyone else you know like we're stronger because of it we're all stronger we're all more profound human beings as a result of 2020 whether we want to oh, admit it or not we absolutely. are all better for the pandemic and for the 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 the, the election the, you know, the racial injustice the you know, we are better. We are all better humans, whether we want to admit it or not. And those that are not, never going to to begin with. You know, and I've had to right. learn to accept exactly. that there are people who were not changed by 2020, and those people don't exist in, for me. And I don't need those people. Yeah, they're all. You know, they're all out. They're all out. They're all out. I see them. I go out. <laughs> there they are. Um, They're all out there. Ryan, I'm so thankful that you did this with me today. Thank you so much for coming. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're doing this. And thank you for having me. And um, I just think you are, you are joy and not, not in a performative way. You are, you are joy by existing. So thank you you for bringing that inspiration to the world. You're just wonderful. Thank you. And for all these wonderful people who get to hear you and experience your joy and your greatness and your over the topness. Where can they f- <laughs> where can they find you? Uh, Tinder, Scruff, mm-hmm. uh- <laughs> Silver Daddies, Manhunt, um, Silver Daddy. <laughs> although he's blonde, so he's not a Silver Daddy. Um, no, so maybe he wants um, no, one. I, uh, no, I don't. Seeking arrangements. If you're seeking arrangements, you can find Ryan at um, generous. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, um, no, you find, probably best is Instagram. I'm at Ryan O'Connor 1981. That's O R like Sandra Day and Sinead 
O-R, O-C-O-N-N-O-R. Did you get that? It's Ryan Connor, <laughs> O-R. Ryan like, O'Connor, like 1981. Ryan O'Connor, two N's or one N? Two N's. Why can't you just spell it out? So that that so that so that while they're listening, so imagine so they're so look. I'm gonna go on to Instagram. Oh my god, I love him. Okay. Oh my god, where can I find him? I can find him at, at okay. <laughs> I'm doing it in real time. R y a n o c o n n o r, nineteen eighty one. To be clear, I have spelled it wrong. <laughs> 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 of course you have. Of course I literally you have. I have spelled it wrong. I also have like really like I just some reason can't type on an, an iPad an iPhone. But um it's it's and if you want I, I'm not No, yeah. what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say just go I'm not, find I'm him. Not that I'm pretty I'm pretty easy to find. He's easy to find. I don't know. He's easy. I don't know. Easy I'm, like a I'm, I'm so easy. <laughs> oh Lionel. Oh, I love Lionel. I don't know why I end up singing on this thing. I do not know how to sing. By the way, oh my you god, oh my god. Sing. No, I can, oh no, I cannot sing. I forgot to mention to you lovely folks um that Ryan is an amazing storyteller and an amazing narrator and an amazing performer. I've seen him at the Rockwell Table and Stage so many times. I didn't know who he was, but I loved him and I remember when I first saw him, I was like, "Oh my god, that's the guy." Cuz the first thing I saw you in was Mean Girls at the Rockwell. Oh yeah, Mean Girls. And that was fun. You you were you were a fantastic in that and I remember being like, oh my God, he's like so good. Who is this guy? And then when I finally met him, I was like, I was literally like starstruck. I don't think people understand how amazing you are. And please follow him, Google him, oh, YouTube him. That, that's nice. Thank you. No, you, I, really, I you really are genuinely an amazingly talented performer and an artist. And oh, I, you, you are naturally, you are, to me, you are naturally funny, but I know why you are and where that comes from. But we are all... But see, on stage, that's... On, I mean, yes, I learned that through trauma. But on stage, that's that feels... Communicating in that way with an audience feels like the most natural kind. That is... That is you, are in a, you are I mean, a that is that is That is joy in a way that also looks like what people think joy looks like. But, like, that is... When I'm on stage and I'm feeling that communion with a live audience, mm -hmm. that is... That, that is, is as you good as living, it gets. you are living in your joy. That is you living in your joy. You have yes. That is yes. That's I will. What that I will. I will. I will. I will claim that. I will yes. claim that. That if I if that if there's a if there if we all have little things that we're gifted with. That is that's a gift that I and I can I can tap into that and I, and I love it. So, and it's so a gift much. we all need more and more of. And so we I hope to see you perform again on stage. And I will attempt yeah, I to do over the next uh, decade read your script. <laughs> Please read my script. Please read my script. Um, um, Ryan, thank I'll, you. I'll again. be sure. And what, once it's already been done, produced and everything, I'll, you can then be like, I read it. Be like, well, it changed. <laughs> it will have been produced, shot <laughs> seven years into the making. So I love, and, and it will never get produced. It will have way. been produced, <laughs> shot, <laughs> aired, and I will be like, did I ever read that script mm, that Ryan's? Did I read that script? Um, no, I will read it because I think you're funny and amazing. And I already saw. The title page. So I've done. I've saw the title page, and the character descriptions. So I feel oh, yeah. as though yeah. I've done it. I've done all the work. <laughs> you know what I well, mean? Well, there you go. Um, if well, that, I, if that, I mean, if you're sold on that, then you're fine. I you're good. saw enough to go like, oh, okay, I see this. I see. This. Yeah. Okay, I got this. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw the the cast list, the guest cast. I, you know, I. 
I feel like oh I yeah, I did. I put, I put, I put some names in there. I put some names in there. You did. Why Palm Springs? <laughs> See, I read. Don't it. shush, shush, <laughs> shush, shush. I told you I read some of um, Well, I'm gonna have to. We're we're gonna have to say goodbye because my dogs are about to start attacking me because they I have to go turn out. on my air conditioner. I'm gonna melt. Oh, um, I sorry. I got sidetracked with you melting. Um, Ryan, I love you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So much. I love you so much. I love you. Thank you for having me. Of course. And I'll see you in the real world soon. In the real world. I mean, bye, you, Johnny. Yes, I love you. Goodbye. I mean, you're not going to show up. No, I want to be invited, though. No. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>